interrupt me. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Girl Uninterrupted. Thank you so much for tuning in again. I hope that you are having a great week so far. I know a lot of people have been coasting it since this week is Thanksgiving and you don't have to go to work and whatever. So it's been a pretty chill, chill week for most people. It's been a very chill week for me. Um, I've been trying to stop myself from getting sick as well here in Miami because the weather is shining and people here do not know how to deal with that. They've been sneezing and coughing everywhere. So I've been having to like block all this sickness and flu symptoms. It's just been a lot. But anyway, um, a little update from me, if anyone actually gives a fuck, is that I've been writing like crazy. Um, I've come to accept that it's an actual gift of mine, and I've been harboring in on it and reading a lot and all of that. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about diving into something that I love so much and really focusing on that. And you guys will be hearing about that soon. Um, but also with me writing, I've always written. I've written since I was like 12 years old, whether it was like journaling or writing short stories or poetry or whatever. It's always been in me. So lately it's been causing me to like uh, kind of backtrack and reminisce on that 12 year old girl who was writing. And it made me think about the things that I used to write about and actually about the feelings that I had while writing and just who I was back then. And I had like a complete breakdown because I realized that this little girl was so sad. I was such a sad teenager. I was very, very emo. I wore black eyeliner, black nail polish. I was definitely like in my little emo goth phase. My mama did not understand it at all. I remember her being so confused on why I felt or dressed the way that I did. And it wasn't long before I started to cut. Um, <laughs> I cut for a while. It was It was pretty bad, really bad. And honestly, it was for numerous of reasons. It was because I felt out of control. It was because I had these overwhelming emotions that I that I could not express or I did not know how to express. And the easiest way that I could understand that or the easiest way that I could um, put that into action was by cutting because you bleed out and you you see the bleed the blood leaving your the bleed the blood leaving your body and it's a release and you have control over something so for me it was that and the causes of all those feelings were the fact that I did not have a stable living environment um I also didn't have a lot of attention that was on me because I had five siblings. I was the youngest, youngest girl of five siblings. I had a little brother and my mom worked a lot and it just wasn't enough time for her to focus on me. And my dad was around for a while when I was younger, but as I got older, me, his relationship became very strained. So here's all these things that are happening around me and I have no control over it. And my mom and my dad, I know that they did the best that they could, but they had traumatic things that happened to them in their life and they was just trying to be the best parents that they could possibly be but 
to a 12 year old a 13 year old that doesn't resonate like I didn't know what was going on I couldn't really see that they were trying all I saw was that I we didn't never had any money all I saw was that we were constantly moving um I never really had anybody to talk to like that and I did not like the way that I looked I, I was just unhappy with everything so that went on for a couple of years um, up until my mom died, actually, was when I stopped because my mom dying was like a, a wake up to me of, OK, girl, like you thought this stuff is bad, but it can get worse. <laughs> and it did. It did get worse that me losing my mom was just a terrible thing that happened to my entire family. But surprisingly, it had the opposite effect on me. I stopped cutting myself when my mom died because I felt like she was watching me all the time and she didn't like the fact that I cut myself. So I was like, okay, I got to stop. Um, I relapsed when I was like 18 and I cut myself in college for the same reasons because I was stressed. I had all these emotions that I couldn't um, express. I didn't know how to express them. So that was that. But even long after that, even though I wasn't Cutting, I was self-harming in other ways, whether it was drinking or putting myself in very, very terrible situations. Just anything, honestly, like any negative or terrible action that I could do to harm myself, um, I did it. And even though I wasn't cutting, it was just as harmful as anything else. So because I was thinking about this, because I wanted to talk about um, self-harming, I dove into researching it. Like I do everything that I talk about in this podcast. So I want to make sure that I'm being as educated as possible on, on the different topics. But as a surprise, um, well, it really was not a surprise. Women, 60% of the people who cut are women and girls. And they're normally adolescent or young adults. And again... Um, something that wasn't really surprising out of these women majority of them were like bisexual or dealing with some type of sexual identity crisis and that was me as well so it was just really funny to look into the statistics and understand that this self-harming thing goes a lot deeper than than what I could have imagined um so yeah so for women who feel might feel out of control of their lives or forget little girls who might feel overwhelmed with these emotions and not know how to express them. It's, it's really hard. Like it's like a, a weight that you carry around yourself. And as a grown up, I'm still dealing with how to express myself and how to deal with these overwhelming emotions. Now I know better. Now I know I need to talk to a therapist. Now I know that I need to get these emotions out by writing or whatever. But back then I didn't know. So um, on this episode, I want to talk about how to at least begin to recover from self-harming. And this could go for anything. This can go for um, drinking. This can go for using drugs. This can go for um, cutting and burning. Specifically, I'm going to talk about cutting. But honestly, it can go for anything. So let's just hop right into it. Um... The first thing is to understand. You have to figure out why you are hurting yourself. So this could include 
you journaling or reflecting on what your triggers are, meaning what are the things that give me the urge to hurt myself? This could be circumstances, people, thoughts, or feelings. If this is because you have low self-esteem or struggling with your sexuality, which are two reasons that I could, um, it was good to know what caused me to have these strong emotions of anger or sadness because I wasn't, I didn't feel good about myself and I didn't consider myself to be the normal type of girl. So being around normal girls or feeling like I had to be like that or feeling those pressures were my triggers and it made me want to cut myself. So um, these reasons can go deeper. It could be because of sexual, mental, or physical abuse from someone in your life. And for this, I say, call 911 as soon as you can. Or tell a teacher, tell somebody. Because this that is something so extreme. And you not having control over your body and control over... Like, I, I can't even touch that. Go talk to somebody as soon as you can. Please get help because... Whatever is happening is not your fault, and it is definitely not okay. So for that, just go talk to someone. Other than that, things that are more so like circumstantial of you being a child and things on the outside happening to you, basically when you honestly really don't have control of things, you need to figure out like what is it that make you feel that way? Like what is it? So is it because you live in low-income houses and you constantly are getting put out and you're unhappy with that, express those emotions. Finding a way to deal with those emotions. You might not be able to to change the circumstances, but at least when it comes to your emotional well-being, you will know what it is that's making you feel that way. Um, and it also helps to put things into perspective. So when you do write these things down, when you do figure out, okay, this is why I'm doing this to myself. I am harming myself and I'm hurting myself. But I, now I know why. Put it into perspective as in, okay, so let me see what are the good things in my life and where are the bad things in my life. Because a lot of the times, if you are self-harming, it is because you feel like there is extremely too many negative things that are happening in your life and you feel overwhelmed. Um it's very easy to focus on the negative of things. So putting it into perspective and writing down the things that you are grateful for, the good things in your life. And even if it's just two things that you have and four things that are bad, um, it's still nice to look at those two things and you can be grateful for those two things. So that helps. But all in all, the reason why I say understand is because I just want you guys to know that whatever it is that you're feeling is completely valid. That's, it's completely valid and it's okay. And it's understandable for you to be overwhelmed. It's understandable for you to feel out of control. We've all dealt with extremely too much trauma in this world and we don't know how to deal with it. So it's okay if you just feel like crying. It's okay if you feel out of control. All you need is a little guidance on how to deal with these emotions. That's all you need. You just need help. But you have to understand that what you're doing is not okay first before you go and get help. So the first is understanding. The other thing, number two, is to distract yourself. When that urge comes to 
cut yourself or to burn yourself or to drink or to run away from whatever it is that is happening to you in your life, it is a strong urge because you've been doing it for a while. And now your body has become accustomed to to doing these things. It's like smoking a cigarette. Like eventually you will get addicted to it. And eventually when you stop, like you're going to have withdrawal. So this is, this is what, what happens whenever you are adamant self-harmer. Um, you have to learn how to distract yourself. So try other things to distract yourself from harming. Take deep breaths. And normally after a couple of minutes, the emotions become a little bit more manageable. And that's what everything, I swear, probably like three times a day, something happens that I want to scream about. And honestly, after five seconds, I am over it. It's really not even that big of a deal. But at that moment when you are triggered, when somebody says that thing, when somebody does something, when something happens, it is a literal trigger. It triggers something in you that gives you the urge to want to, to um, scream or to want to hurt yourself because you need some type of release. And at this moment, I want you to take deep breaths and find ways to distract yourself. And you can even make a list of other ways of managing your emotions in order to not harm yourself. So this could be journaling, exercising, screaming at the top of your lungs, into your pillow, not into your pillow, crying, talking to a friend. And it's really, really nice to have a list of people to call whenever you get the urge. Explain to your friends that you have a problem and that you need their support. Ask them if they can help distract you when you have the urge. Please, 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 please do not put it all on one person. Do not. Make a list of family members or some of your friends or a teach somebody. Just do not put it all on one person. That is so much to carry. So much to carry. So, um, yeah, try that. Make a list and, and say, okay, I have this urge, but instead of this urge, I'm going to call this person. And they're going to distract me for a little while so that I can feel better. Um, for a while, I, I had, whenever I had the urge to, um, to cut, I would pop myself with the rubber band. And that's something that was recommended to me to do for like a week so that I could stop harming myself. It's kind of like, when people are trying to stop smoking cigarettes and they get those like um, lozenges, whatever they are, or they get the patch or whatever, and it kind of eases up the the tension of them stopping. And for me, like the rubber band helped for like a week and I, I had to stop after that because you can become addicted to that as well. Um, yeah, so definitely do not do that for long periods of time. But it definitely helped me um, to stop cutting and eventually helped me to recover. And then the last thing that I would suggest is trying to, if you can't distract yourself, then try to form some type of delay, like remove any sharp objects or items that could be used to self-harm from your room. So this could be like knives that you have or razors that you have. If you really do want to want to stop or you are a parent or you have a friend who self-harms, remove the sharp objects from around them because this delays them. 
And like I said, with the delay, you have time to think, you have time to breathe. And if you have a friend around, you have time to talk and that urge will subside a little bit. You'll get your emotions out from speaking and things might feel a little bit better. Um, make bargains with yourself. Every time you get the urge, say, I'm going to wait 20 minutes until I I can try to talk to someone or I'm going to wait five minutes and each time try to extend it a little bit more or say, okay, I have the urge, so I'm going to go running or put on music and dance. Like Try to delay yourself from, from doing the thing that is harming you. And this, like I said, this could go for anything, <laughs> anything. This could go for this, the terrible person in your life that is being abusive to you and you are self-harming yourself by constantly contacting them. You could distract yourself. You can delay yourself from trying to contact them. You can understand why it is that you are triggered to want to talk to this person who is bad for you. This could be for marijuana. It could be for alcohol. It could be for anything because... All of it is a coping mechanism to subside some type of emotion that you do not know how to handle. Cutting and burning is just physical. It's just the physical of things. But I know that it's easier said than done because those emotions can be so overwhelming and it could feel like you are invisible and that you have no control over your life, but hurting yourself isn't going to make it better. We have to learn how to deal with these emotions in a healthy way and I would hate for something to happen to you and you never see the light on the other end of the tunnel. So please understand that these moments are so temporary and things definitely get better. Just try. All I can ask is for you to try and just try daily. If you fail, at least you tried. All right, so I'm going to jump into some questions. Again, thank you guys so much for sending me questions. It feels so good to have people who have either experienced this or want to learn about this. Um, the first one is, what are the signs of someone self-harming? So the signs of someone self-harming is wearing a long sleeve shirt or long sleeve pants, even when it's really, really, really hot outside or when it's hot in the building and they still keep their jacket on. They're hiding something. Um, <laughs> they're hiding something. Constantly isolating yourself from others. I was an adamant loner when I was cutting. Even at family functions, I would go in a room by myself because I didn't want to be around anyone. I didn't, didn't want anyone to ask me questions. Um, at least at that time, I didn't want anybody to ask me questions. Um, claims to have a lot of mishaps and accidents. So if you see bruises on someone or cuts or burn marks on them and they're like, oh, well, I just fell. I mean, we all know that that's like a sign of something going on. At least you should know. And signs of self-harm like, you know, uh, missing hair, fresh wounds, the cut marks, and always needing a sharp object or lighter around you. Um, I would always carry like a, a razor in my pocket or something. Always, always. And if I didn't, I would go look for a knife or something. Like it was, it was really bad, you guys. Like it was really bad. So it's kind of obvious sometimes when someone is hurting themselves. They they're, they will always isolate themselves. Always. Always isolate themselves when they're cutting. Or whatever. Um, the next question. How to navigate questions about self-harm scars? Hmm. This is a really, really good question. But I say don't ask about them at all. 
And the reason why I say that is because there's a lot of shame that comes along with with um, self-harm and not saying that it's a great thing because it's not, but there's a lot of shame that comes along with it. And as long as me, as well as these other emotions of sadness and anger and anxiety and depression and all of that. So shame is something that could push someone to commit suicide. So for me, whenever I talk to somebody who I, I've seen with scars, I always avoid talking about the scars. I'm more so talking about the underlining reasons of why they're doing it in the first way. So that would be like, how have you been? Like, how have you been feeling? What's been going on with you? Are you okay? And even if that doesn't open them up right then, it's all about building their rapport and letting them know someone is concerned about them. Just more so being compassionate and listening rather than like being judgmental and being like, I see that on your arm or whatever. It's, it's only going to scare them away. I promise you. Um, but once... Once you build a rapport, I promise you, they're going to figure out that you actually care. And they will definitely open up. Most people who self-harm have emotions that they need to get out. And knowing that someone cares and having someone to help them sort through those feelings and someone to talk to is just monumental to them in their life at that moment. It's not only something that's wanted, but it's something that is absolutely needed for them. The less overwhelmed are... The less we are overwhelmed and the less out of control a person feels, the less they are um, prone to cutting or self-harming. So focusing more on the cause of the cutting than the actual cutting really helps. All right. Um, number three is does self-harm um, have more to do with control or not being in control of the situation? I wrote that very weirdly. But anyway, um, yes, self-harm is more about emotional distress, feeling so overwhelmed with emotions such as anger, sadness, helplessness, and not knowing how to express, express it, and also feeling out of control of your life, like things are happening to you, and you're just standing there, and your world is being turned upside down, so you need to have control over something. So yes, you are completely right. Um, so most people who cut, like I said earlier, just want, control over something even if it means the control over the pain that they cause themselves and self-harm can go towards eating disorders because like I said having control over things you can have control over what you eat you can have control over the pain you cause yourself these are things that you have control over and if you feel like you don't have control those are the ways that you assert that control um the last one is not even a, a question. It's kind of a statement. It was um, a girl who said that I was suicidal. Um, I was a suicidal drug abuser who still struggles with mental health and anxiety, but I'm still alive. And I feel like that is something to celebrate because I too am a survivor of self-harm and it was a hard fight, especially as a little girl especially as a little girl. And most women feel overwhelmed because they feel like they have to be all these different things at one time. You have to be a good mother. You have to be a good sister. You have to be a good daughter. You have to be a good girlfriend. You have to be a good worker. You have It's just so much that comes along with it that you can very much so get overwhelmed by things. 
Even as a little girl, I got overwhelmed by the thought of what it was that I was supposed to be as a woman. Like that is overwhelming. So yeah, self-harm is about control. It is definitely about control. Um, and I'm, I'm so happy that there are so many survivors out there and I want you guys to, to be proud of that and to stand up in that. But like always, thank you so much for submitting your comments and questions to me. If you want to submit questions or comments, you can send them to me on Instagram at Lisa Giles with four extra S's at the end or through email at lisagiles11 at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you guys. It's so helpful to know who has experienced these topics because I will start back filming the video series in February. So be on the lookout for that as well as me publishing a collection of short stories and poems next year. I'm really excited about that. But as for today, that is all. Um, I know that tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I hope everyone has a great time with their family, even though this holiday is completely based on genocide, but I'm not going to ruin your turkey. All that I ask is for you to check on your family members. That weird cousin that you have that goes in a corner and never talks to anyone, ask them how they're doing. And not only ask, but actually listen. Take out some time on this horrid holiday to actually do some good and get to know your family and be there because it could seriously save a life. And to all the people who are in the darkness and haven't seen that light yet, I'll send you away with this. May you know that you are loved, important, and enough. May you breathe through all that pain knowing that it's all only temporary. And may you find the strength to get help. I love you guys so much. Take care of yourself and I'll be here next week. Bye.